was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Braves are in their beds, the sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today and yesterday. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those sheets to see what will happen today. This is sort of your blue sheet report of what happened today and yesterday. Because these are the last two days of Tribal Games 2019. As you can tell, I have something of a, of a cold, and that's why there was no podcast last night. Even though I'm sure you would have liked to have heard about Tribal Games, I needed to take a little break so I could make sure to make it through today. The cold appears to be waning, so we're going to forge ahead. Yesterday, at the end of an extremely competitive, many lead change Day four of Travel Games. The scores, had we had a podcast last night, would have been the Bears, 366, the Stags, 475, the Owls, 525, and the Eagles, 552. At different points in this contest, the Stags, the Owls, and the Eagles have all led the group of four, and the Bears have been as high as second place. Lots and lots of shifting, jockeying, and surging and trailing. And yet at the end of day four, yesterday, those were the scores. I think it's safe to say that the Bears were a little disheartened, a little bit of the hanging of the head, having a hard time coming back from the loss of their chief, who got pretty sick at the beginning of the second day, and then resurged, showed back up, but it was a little bit late. The Stags were never really out of the fight, nor were they at this time with those scores, and it looked like it could go anyway. Tribal Games is backloaded in terms of points, and on the last day, you have a couple huge events, a definitely a bead call somewhere in the day, and then in the evening, or in the late afternoon in our case today, you have the songs and you have the rope burn which are worth a grand total of hundreds of points and can cause huge swings. Tom Donahue remembers fondly being third going into the fifth day and emerging victorious with his Tribal Games team from years ago. Today was no different. The Eagles were on top, but only just. This morning, after the first couple of events, they were up only six points, and then they started to pull away. It bears mentioning the last night before the hatchet hunt was the shield presentation. And these shields are really something else. It is a sustained effort by shield teams of three or four people each. And they make the shields from scratch and they are meant to be representative of the teams that they represent. In the case of the bears, it is a bear exploding through an orange field with fire in its eyes. This particular bears team 
has a whole bunch of spirit uh, and is a little bit brash, a little bit of swagger. And then there is the Stag's Shield, which is a steampunk version of a stag as if it was assembled by robots. So it's got all these cool, you know, found pieces that create a stag head. And the owl is a contemplative art piece with eyes that glow in the dark because, you know, owls see in the dark. And the eagle is representative of the straight-ahead approach the Eagles have taken to this entire contest. It looks like a riff on the Air Force emblem. It has a logified eagle and is sharp and clean and uh, and just straight ahead. So the shields were awesome. And after the shields and after the hatchet hunt were the scores that I just read. And then this morning, quiet meals are always a bit of a tug of war because children are not by nature quiet human beings quiet entities and as a result uh, usually there's a little bit of there's some warnings there's the occasional deportment point for too much chatter in the dining hall and this morning it was silent because every team knew that the smallest slip up could lead to a shift in the standings and the boys were dutifully eating looking around suspiciously for red team members cruising amongst them like sharks the electricity was thick. And then it was time after an inspection and a bead call, which is where everyone runs from all over camp to the sound of Eye of the Tiger and drops their bracelet into a bucket for a point each. After one of those, it was time to head up for Skin the Snake, which is kind of a... Imagine a an event where a linked chain of boys has to stand up together and then all run across a finish line together. It's unclear where Skin the Snake came from. I've never seen anything like it. It's hard to describe, but it's worth a lot of points. And there was a clear winner today with the Eagles who seemed like they could do no wrong, yesterday and today. They win Skin the Snake outright, followed by a few other teams, and they seem to be pulling ahead. But there are still the three songs and the rope burn, and still enough points, we worked it out, that at this stage... Any of the teams in the top three could take control and win tribal games. The Bears were out of the fight. And I bring that up because that didn't seem to be the case in any of the contests yesterday or today. The return of Vance and the general swaggery nature of this team led to a whole bunch of cheers that didn't show up before. A cheer that was made entirely by mocking the song... It's all about that base, no trouble. Turn into, it's all about the Bears, all tribal. Which they started chanting here and there, even in the dining hall, dancing silently so they wouldn't break the rules. The Bears were up and dancing. And any time the Bears' score of any type was announced, the team would go crazy as if it had just scored a touchdown. Which sort of became its own fulfilling prophecy, because as the swagger built, so did their performance. And they were in a lot of single games and single fights, even though they were out of the major contest. It was a wonderful example, a wonderful example of what leadership can do and what a frame can do, what a change of attitude can do. Because there was no chance they were winning travel games. But they didn't have to go out like chumps, and they sure didn't. They didn't at all. So the Chiefs and I do the scores and realize as a group that there are any number of scenarios where the Owls and the Stags could jump ahead of the Mighty Eagles and take this thing away on the last day. 
it is absolutely up for grabs. No doubt about it. The kids can tell as well. So the only team that's out of it is playing as if they're on top and acting as if they're on top. So they could be spoilers in any number of these things. And also, all of the contenders know they're contenders. So everyone is coming with their A game. And I gotta say, the songs were awesome. There's the alma mater, which is a quiet song about how much everyone loves Kavasi. There's the Kavasi fight song, which of course is the rowdy, raucous fight song that everybody knows. So those are the two sort of common playing fields. And then there's the original song. And if I'm not mistaken, after this particular section of the podcast, you're going to hear examples, some found sound of those wonderful original songs. So you'll hear what we're talking about. responses to all of them in, the, in that some of the judges there were 10 of us thought different ones were stronger and it was really difficult to tell who was going to come out on top I thought for instance that the Bears original song was rowdy and joyful and not constrained and that was ranked that ranked pretty high for me and then there's a couple of the other songs that where someone went in a much different direction much like the Shields and that was going to yield all kinds of different scores. So even by the time we got to the to the rope burn, there was really no way to know of the three teams in contention who would win and also what effect the Bears would have on the whole field, if any. And then we get to the rope burn. And the way rope burn wor works, let me set the scene for you, is that we are all on the road above the waterfront. The four ropes are set up on the road. That is bisects regular camp from the waterfront area and the fire teams are there there are builders and walkers there's a guy who's in charge of the torch there's people laying out all the kindling and the firewood and all the pieces that would make up a really great rope burn fire there's red team everywhere because obviously we're very careful with safety in this moment and the boys who are involved are all the sachem the oldest boys this is an honor they only get once and everyone counts down five, four, three, two, one, and they're off, and they're steadily and quietly building their fires. 
and then finally one gets a full set of structures together and they go over to the welcome fire to the campfire bowl and they get a torch lit and they come back and they put it in there the first fire was the big broad shouldered fire of the owls good structure went up literally like a house on fire and had a big thick tongue that was going right up to that rope but there is an onshore breeze from the lake this is happening late afternoon there's often an onshore breeze really good sailing and it's blowing that tongue of fire right away from the rope and so that allows the stag's fire to catch up and it's much more of a big blobby fire but the tongue for some reason is going right up on that rope and soon the stags start chanting the rope the rope the rope is on fire and the eagles are having trouble getting there started there's a problem with literally getting the torch all the way to the fire the end fell off and it sort of hit the ground and they're just sitting there looking at their torch and they realized they could sort of nudge it towards the fire but only the front of the fire caught fire so it wasn't centered and it wasn't reaching the rope and the bears the last to get their fire started and so they're you know they're frantically and they're working on it and trying to get it going and the owls fire suddenly someone realizes they could hold up the tarp that they had all of their wood on as a windshield and soon all four teams have these tarps up they look like sails in front of a fire it's kind of a crazy scene you probably will see some pictures of it and it's the closest roper and i can remember because the the tongues will alternately blow off the rope and then back on the rope and a rope will start smoking and burning and then it'll get blown out and not the fire but the rope and then it would that will happen to the next team and the next team and the next team and it goes back and forth like this for a good sustained 25 minutes often we've had rope burns that are over in seven minutes eight minutes because of a perfectly built fire in perfect conditions. But perfect conditions were not the name of the game today. Also, it bears mentioning that if you bump any structure, if you bump the pole, if you bump the rope itself, you get a minute added to your time so there's so that no one jostles the rope and the, and the poles on purpose, because obviously that would be terrible. And then all at once, after this rope goes back and forth, it was that big blobby fire that belonged to the stags pops that rope first, and it falls. Bear in mind, no one's seen the scores yet except Griff. This could mean that the stags have taken over because the eagles are struggling, and their fire's not going great. And the eagles are chanting, and they're all over it. The stags are cheering as if they just won tribal games. Who knew? Maybe they did. And then the owl's fire goes. That means the owls and the stags have beaten the eagles and the bears. And eventually, third place, the Eagles, who at this point, no one knew whether they had surged ahead during the songs or if they had fallen behind and this was a backbreaker, they came in third. Everyone is cheering. The smoke from the fires is being quickly blown away by the onshore breeze. And the last fire is being extinguished by the red team staff members who are manning the hoses. And Griff emerges from his house where he does the final score by himself in the quiet near the fray. And he opens up his big, huge piece of paper and he reads the following scores.
And so the Eagles emerged triumphant in one of the best fought, most sportsmanlike, and most spirited travel games anyone can remember. Lloyd Johnson, who's in his 27th year, says this is his best of all 26 years of travel games he's ever seen. And by that, I mean the spirit. Besides the lead changes, besides the intensity, besides the sportsmanship, there was a ferocity and a joie de vivre that was everywhere in this contest. Bears, stags, owls, eagles, anywhere. To that point, the last image that I saw before I announced the next steps in dinner and rest hour and shower hour and all the rest was the Bears started chanting, even though this is they got fourth. After all this work, they're fourth. They start chanting, it's, it's all about the Bears, the Bears, all tribal. And they start jumping up and down, pure joy, heads back, laughing, singing, and then all of the camp joins them. All these bright yellow, bright blue, bright green jerseys join into the bright orange, and you have this scrum of people all singing the Bears fight song because they're rewarding them for being unbowed, unbent, even though they were out of the fight the whole time. It was as Kavasi a moment as you could ever find, even though there were so many scattered throughout the entire contest. All of the camp, all of Camp Kavasi for boys, jumping up and down as if they'd all just won, chanting, it's all about the bears, about the bears, all tribal. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Kavasi for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight exhausted and happy, surrounded by their friends, good counselors watching over them, nodding off, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.